This week's coffee is going to be Rwanda Kigomi Fully Washed Red Bourbon. and welcome to In My Mug, episode 159. I'm your host, Stephen Layton. And as I said, this week's gonna be all about the Rwanda Kigomi fully washed red bourbon. So, um, a Rwandan coffee, which is exciting. Um, this coffee comes from uh, one of the 14 districts that make up the Hoi region in Rwanda. Um, Rwanda is made up of 30 districts, and within Hoi there are 14 regions, uh, Kigomi being one of them. And uh, while I was on my Ethiopia trip last week, have I mentioned I went to Ethiopia? Um, I got a bit obsessed about maps. I've kind of bought a whole heap of maps. Um, so hopefully now I'm showing you stuff as we speak, um, kind of give you an idea of where this coffee is grown. Um, if you like the map stuff, you need to let me know because it's a lot of extra work. Um, but if it's worth it, then I will continue to do it. So do let me know. So. We should say a little bit about Rwanda first of all. Officially called the Republic of Rwanda, um, is bordered by Uganda, Tanzania, Burundi, and the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, Rwanda has a population of 11 million people um, and is one of the densest populated uh, countries in Africa. Uh, I think for a small country, it really punches above its weight uh, in the coffee world. Um, and it's a country that's kind of really improved on quality in, the, in recent years. If you go back to 1994, when um, the genocide was happening in Rwanda, where nearly one million people lost their lives, uh, it's a country that has really picked itself up. Um, I remember when I, went, when I visited Rwanda, uh, kind of sitting down with people and talking about it. It's incredibly powerful and an incredibly sad time. Um, uh, but they've really kind of taken life on from there. So the coffee anyway, uh, this is a fully washed Red Bourbon, as I said from Kigoma. With, um, this is a coffee that when I cooked it, um, it was a big surprise. It was a sample out of the blue from someone that we don't normally buy coffee from, um, and I instantly loved it. Uh, it's a delicious coffee. Um, and this is a great reason to love a coffee, I think, if, you, if it's delicious. And it's, it's not overly complicated, you don't need to think about it too much. Um, and it's a coffee that I just drink and really enjoy. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's just an exciting coffee. Um, the Rwandan coffee kind of scene has sort of had a bit of a, a troubled past. As I was saying earlier about the, uh, the, the time where the genocide happened, previous to that they were exporting around about 45,000 tonnes of coffee. Um, and that had a really big effect on, on the, obviously the genocide did, on the whole infrastructure within the country. Um, and uh, lots of the people that knew how to export and knew how to process, you know, lives were lost and companies were broken up. Um, and now Rwanda currently produces less than half of that amount. Um, but what they have done is they've raised the quality. Uh, they've raised the quality of the cup, they've raised the quality of the processing. Um, they were the first country to be involved in the Cup of Excellence programme in Africa. 
um, which was a huge step for such a small country. Um, hats off to the Cup of Excellence, actually, because they made it happen in a country where it's very difficult for the competition as it currently stands to, to kind of happen. Um, and I was lucky enough to be on that first ever jury um, in Rwanda, which was an amazing experience. It's kind of cool as it comes from last week's second trip to Africa, talking about a coffee that um, obviously you know I've been to before as well, so that was cool. Um, so yeah, the climate in Rwanda, the altitude, it's the country of a million, a thousand hills, I think that's what they call, it's like the tagline they use uh, for their tourist uh, board, and it does have incredible, uh, incredible altitude, incredible quality of coffee, uh, a great plant stock, sorry, excuse the noise in the background, this is why I'm doing it in here and not, um, not in the green screen room because it's even noisier in there, the wind is horrendous today. Um, so we bought this from a small co-op. I don't know so much about it, uh, this is a problem of buying from co-ops, um, but we have been sent some uh, very basic information and we've also been sent the photos that you're seeing now, um, so th 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 this is something um, I hope to get more, I'm going to keep kind of badgering the, the importer. So some numbers, it comes from Kigoma, um, it's a Red Bull Bon, it is a fully washed, submerged in water. Uh, dried on African raised beds. Uh, the owner of the co-op is the Rwandan Mountain Coffee Limited, I think it is. Um, altitude is between 1,900 and 2,000 metres. Um, picking, this was interesting information, they do six to eight picks where they will go through and pick and then they will do another pick and another pick so they won't pick it all in one go, which is obviously a, a good thing. Um, the fermentation is done in a 32 hours uh, submersed uh, fermentation um, and then is sun dried. And yeah, it's um, manually screened, so they use uh, the ladies uh, to pick out. Um, oh, I think this place is going to fall down in a minute uh, to pick out all of the uh, defects and things like that. So um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. So what I'm going to do um, is I'm going to whap you on pause. I'm going to go and make the coffee um, in an old styley because I'm in an old styley way, and uh, I'll be back in a moment. Okay, so I'm back. I'm going to dive straight into the espresso. Okay, so this coffee is an espresso. It doesn't do a lot for me. It's a bit too tarty, it's a bit too much acidity, it's very bright, it's just not my bag. I can see some people loving it. For me, I'm not a fan of the espresso. So, snozzer in the bowl. Now this is better. This is more what I expect. It's got um, a beautiful kind of it's a balance, it's very rounded, it's very complete, there's nothing too much going on there, there's no one dominant flavour. You get a little bit of a lemon and lime, you get a lot of sweetness. It, it's a great, great smelling coffee, but it's not, it's not like Limon, uh, La Lujon for instance, uh, or, or Limoncillo, or, or the, the Las Brumas we had last week, you know, kind of. Um, yeah, it's not massively aromatic, it doesn't smell complicated, it just smells 
smooth and balanced. And so time to dive into the milk. My milk was horrendous this week. But the coffee makes up for it. The coffee kind of cuts through. You do get that acidity kind of working its way through there. It, it kind of, it comes through the milk quite well. Um, I prefer it to milk in milk than I do as the espresso. So, it's that time again. Which way will the wheel of death come out of here? It's gonna come one way, I think it might be that way. So this week's wheel of death is gonna be Eva Solo. So, Eva Solo that I have hidden down here um, is uh, a brew method that we've done on the Wheel of Death before. Uh, there will be others. It, as I said, it's random and it just came out that this is up again. It does give me a great chance to tell you to go and look at our Eva Solo brew guide again because I am very proud of that one. Um, I couldn't find any brew guides on Eva Solo on, on the internet so it was great to, to chuck one out there. I'm sure there are others, there's no need to send them to me but um, I was really pleased with this one. Um, and the mug I'm going to use this week, these were all, we, <laughs> we ordered our cappuccino cups and we asked for some uh, in white as a one-off print run and they did them very kindly for us. But for some reason we ended up with some of these as well and we were going to send them back. And um, I said to Dale, no, no, we, we, we could use these for brewed coffee. And I actually think they might be quite a nice size for brewed coffee and I think they look beautiful. No plans to sell them. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty nice cup, so. That's my timer for the Eva Solos report. You see how I was padding then and filling out. I can stop there, I think, now. So, so the smell on the cup, again, just smells, it smells like the grain, the grinds do. There's a little bit of acidity in there, you know it's gonna come, but it just smells very balanced. Now, I don't know if this is extenuated by the Eva Solo. Um, actually, I do know because we were brewing it on Chemex on Friday as well and it was exactly the same. You get this beautiful, lovely, creamy mouthfeel. It just consumes the mouth. This is like a really, really smooth coffee. Um, super, super clean. Like this is cleanless gone mad. This is... Uh, cleanliness on steroids. It is very transparent and through that transparency you see the acidity kick through. This is where it comes alive for me is in the brewed coffee. It's lively, it's bright, you get lemons, you get a little hint of lime. Um, it is just a, a tantalizing acidity but it never gets too much. Now a lot of the Kenyas sometimes can kind of go a bit far. It's a bit kind of exaggerated. Um, this isn't. This is much more controlled, and I think that's because of that initial creamy mouthfeel that you get um, coming through. Um, this is a delicious brewed coffee. Like, one of the best brewed coffees of this year for me. Um, I think it just really, really excels in that. And I'm thinking maybe that's why I'm a bit harsh on it on the espresso, because I know how amazing it is here, and, and it isn't a bad coffee in espresso, because the acidity isn't as in your face as lots of Rwandans. I'm scared this place is gonna blow down. It's so noisy. Um, but it, it, it just, this makes this look worse than what it really is. In this, I think this is a, a fantastic find. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm very pleased to be presenting it to you. So some numbers before we go. So um, Rwandan, Kigoma, 
Uh, it's a red bourbon grown in the south of Rwanda in the Hoi district. It is a fully washed, dried and African raised beds, owned by the Rwandan Mountain Coffee Company Limited, uh, grown at around about not 1,900 to 2,000 metres above sea level. Um, it is fermented, submerged in water for 30, is it 32 or 36? 32, 32 hours. Um, dried on screens and, and, and on patios, um, and yeah, that is the Rwandan. Hope you've enjoyed it, hope you liked it. Um, I always said I was gonna mix these up a little bit. I, it was never all gonna be about the green screen. Um, we've had a couple of weeks without. Um, I feel the temptation probably to go back into next week, but whatever. I hope that where it's set doesn't matter as much as uh, enjoying the videos and learning a little bit more about the coffees that you're drinking. Uh, anything else I need to talk about? Oh, yes, um, hopefully, I'm gonna show you a little Sneak peek now, um, I've recorded uh, in my roastery the final, um, so you're going to get a, a final kind of view of uh, the roastery. It isn't finished, we n I don't think we're ever going to be finished. I put it off for as long as I could, so hopefully I'm going to give you a little tour around and um, that will be going on Hasblog later on in the week, so do keep your eyes on hasblog.co.uk for that. Uh, and I'm going to wrap up before I create more editing issues for me to deal with. Um, life is too short for bad coffee. And if this never makes it out and this building collapses because of the wind and the howling gale outside, um, remember me fondly.